Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Nicola Everett. It's Wednesday the 14th of August coming up. Rail fares for Kent commuters set to increase. How a wind farm off the Kent coast is boosting the local economy. We have people staying in hotels, we have people eating in local sandwich bars. We have one young lady who puts stuff in a cab and sends it to us. You know, where we can, we try and spread that around a little bit so that we can um, give everyone a slice of the cake. Joel's boss praises his side despite cup exit. I think tonight we've been a class above, despite with some people here, I think. We've been a class above. And if we score five or six tonight, it's just as to the performance. Kent Online News. Well, our top story today is all about rail commuters in Kent who face paying more than £200 extra for an annual season ticket from January. It's been confirmed today regulated fares will be able to rise by up to 2.8%. Now, that increase is linked to July's rate of retail prices index inflation. Campaign groups are warning passengers could refuse to pay if prices keep going up. But Transport Secretary Grant Shapps says it's necessary. I'd love there to be no fare rises uh, at all. Of course, the the truth is if if you don't keep track with inflation, uh, you end up in a situation where you're putting less money into the railways. You can let us know what you think today. Will the increase put you off travelling by train? You can vote in our poll. Just head to the story at kentonline.co.uk. Kent Online reports. A man is in hospital after being stabbed as he sat in his car in Sittingbourne. The attack happened on Quartzway yesterday afternoon. Pictures at Kent Online show the car park near the Jenny Wren pub taped off as investigations take place. A motorcycle cyclist is in a serious condition in hospital following a crash in a village near Ashford. The bike he was riding collided with a car on the B2067 yesterday morning. The car driver suffered minor injuries. Police say they're treating the death of a man at a care home in Canterbury as unexplained. Officers and paramedics were called to the chase in Ethelbert Road on Sunday evening. Now, KMFM's been told a big wind farm off the Kent coast is helping to boost the local economy. Here's Tom's report. Vattenfall has three farms off the county's coast. Between them, they generate power for around 400,000 homes in the UK. One of them, around eight miles off Ramsgate, has 100 turbines. Mel Rogers is the company's local liaison officer. She says their employees are spending in the town. They're all from around here, they all use the local suppliers, you know, we have people staying in hotels, we have people eating in local sandwich bars. We have one young lady who puts stuff in a cab and sends it to us. You know, where we can, we try and spread that around a little bit so that we can um, give everyone a slice of the cake. Mel also says working at a wind farm is a great job and she wants to get that message across. It's really important to get out there at all ages really, talking to interns but also going into primary schools and trying to open up all the different career opportunities at a wind farm that's in their local area. They're not just jobs for a week, you know, they're jobs that will last the duration of a wind farm, which is estimated, say, 25 years. There might not be hundreds of them in one organisation, but they're really individually very, very, very good jobs with a career progression as well. Adam Redding helps maintain the turbines. He says it's a cool job. It's a unique sort of feel for any other previous land-based job to be out there fairly isolated, working on these big, heavy industry bits of kit. It's good, it's different, it's hard to describe really. People go, oh really? School teachers love it. Uh, they always seem to think, oh, we'll get a few lessons out of you. But yeah, because it's quite a new industry and it's seen as, I suppose, as slightly kind of wild environment, yeah, people are sort of taken aback a little bit by it. And it's still quite a rare job. 
Well, despite working 100 metres up in the air, Adam says the scariest part of the job is the ride out there. Generally, the most hairiest thing will be a really rough boat ride out because weather can change quite quickly. You know, the boat crew are very vigilant and they'll monitor stuff and we need to get in, so we may get a slightly uncomfortable ride. Jennifer Roberts is a marine coordinator at Vattenfall. She says the main part of her job is managing any emergency situations. If anything goes on toward, they will contact us and we will alert the emergency response. Get everyone in here, basically have shut down, tell everyone else to stop working and we concentrate on that one emergency going on. She says the biggest emergency she had to deal with was when a boat taking workers to the turbines hit something hidden in the water. It started to take on a massive amount of water, had people on board so their safety was at risk and we had the Coast Guard involved which really was amazing and they helped us and transfer these people back onto a different vessel and then we managed to get that vessel back to shore although I had to go back for repairs for quite a long time. Kent Online reports. Police say they're treating a fire which broke out at a derelict hospital building in Folkestone as a suspected arson. At its height, around 40 firefighters were tackling the flames at the Royal Victoria on Radnor Park Road on Monday night. Tankerton's high streets in the running to get £15,000 after being singled out as a rising star in the southeast. They've made the shortlist in the Great British High Street Awards, being praised as an example of where new energy can be brought to communities. Now, a Canterbury-based charity that helps hundreds of parents says it could face closure if vital funds aren't found. Around 30 volunteers currently work for Home Start in the city and are assigned to parents who might be going through a bit of a rough time. It's currently running thanks to cash from the big lottery, but that's all due to end in May and it's feared they may not get that sort of money again. Jenny Connolly works there. Canterbury and Coastal Home Start has been running for over 25 years, um, covering Canterbury, Home Bay and Whitstable, and we support families primarily with children under the age of five. Um, currently we have about 30 volunteers and we've supported this last year about 83 families with nearly 300 children amongst them. Um, we recruit and train volunteers to help families either in their own home or out in the community. And by doing this, we give them the vital support they need in their children's early years, helping them to cope better in life. Those sort of um, issues that they have might be around depression, postnatal depression, anxiety, bereavement. Um, they may have had multiple births and they may just be lonely, new to the area and not know anybody. So a volunteer will be carefully matched with them and then that volunteer will visit them in their, fa in their family home for a couple of hours every week to give them the support they need, whether that's practical support or emotional support. Um, currently we are funded by the Big Lottery and our funding is due to come to an end in May 2020. So without some vital funding, we are really worried that our scheme will close next year. And so I'm trying to put an appeal out there for anybody who would be um, able to give us any funding at all to be able to continue this vital work. Kent Online Sport. Football and Gillingham are out of the League Cup. They were beaten on penalties by League Two Newport County last night after it finished 2 all in normal time at Priestfield. Despite the result, manager Steve Evans was pleased with his side's performance. We've had to deal with a little bit of an aerial threat, which is how Flinney's team's players, they just launch it. I think we played some good stuff, and listen, if we take our chances, we score six or seven, don't we? But it's a night where we didn't take our chances. 
Um, we get three penalties, I think. There's not one penalty there that anyone in the ground will dispute. I think everyone in the ground, apart from the Newport boys, will dispute the, the equaliser at the end there because it's never a penalty. But listen, we didn't lose a cup tie because the referees gave them an equaliser and the um, penalty shooters are always what they are. We lost the cup tie tonight because of their inability to take chances. You know, we made a lot of chances. Um, you know, probably between the, the front boys, they could have had six or seven at least. So, but there's a good signs there. We'll build on it. We're disappointed, of course. We're disappointed to go, out, but we're building it. Wish Newport have success in the next round. You know, if we if we win the night in normal time and they don't get the penalty, I think everyone's going to say, "What a super performance in in Spurs." There's there's a lot of promise there when he adds to the group. People can see it. We've got kids on the bench tonight because we have no one else. One of Matty Willock, but it's, there's no out there, and we've got some kids. Where really, as you can see, Michael makes seven or eight changes, and every one of them in the unknown towards us top league two and league one players. So. Um, but it's not about that. It's about we're we're trying to build something. Up. We know it'll take a lot of time, and that's a promising sign tonight. It wasn't promising Saturday; it was poor, but it was very promising tonight. I think tonight we've been a class above, despite with some people here. I think we've been a class above, and if we score five or six tonight, it's justice to the performance. And the supporters behind the goal go, we disappointed. The guy go away that the chairman goes away. We're disappointed with the result. We're not disappointed with the performance. If we, if, if we take our chances tonight, we score six or seven. They've had two shots at goal on 90 minutes, apart from things that's way wide of the target. The only time they get into our box is when they launch it from 60 yards. That's the facts in the game. When did you, um, when did you actually pick the team? Because I think you found out that maybe you, you had an inkling this morning that the Berry game was off. Yeah, we changed did, it. Did you change it? Yeah, we changed it. We'd, we'd have probably been a, probably several more changes had, it, had it, the game at Berry been on. But mm. when we knew it was off, then we, we needed some people to get minutes. As people forget here that some people here know the minutes. Like Marshall's come on the pitch and he's in the 60 minutes and the, and the 90, so they're, they're playing catch up some of the players. Um, but listen, it's, if we go through the night, everyone's buzzing, we've gone out, we'll take the disappointment, but the performance is certainly something to build on. Mm. Certainly went off really fast, didn't they? And, I mean, you made the changes in the field as well, didn't you? There seemed to be a lot of bite there as well. You must have been quite happy with I the thought way two boys in midfield were brilliant. Alfie Jones just Alfie Jones just played. He's been on the bench in the Premier League to play in that position. So Alfie can play there. Mark Burner's catching up in minutes as well. Missed a bit of pre-season Burner. Um, so we're listen. We're apart from you know our poor performance last Saturday. We've been very good for Doncaster for the first half. Dug in second half. We've been very good tonight in spells. Very good. And it was a joy to watch some upstairs and watch some of it. But at the end of the day, it's the result didn't go for us. We just got to back on the training ground and continue to what we're doing. And finally today, Folkestone is the latest Kent town to be getting its own version of Monopoly. It beat off 19 other sites, including St Ives in Cornwall, Bristol and Wakefield, to have a board game based on attractions there. The traditional streets like Mayfair and Park Lane will be replaced with landmarks like Lee's Promenade and the Creative Quarter. It's going to be available to buy in shops next March. Well, that's it for now, but don't forget there is more news throughout the day and overnight at kentonline.co.uk. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.